Hey, just want to take a quick break from this episode so I could tell you guys about how I just launched my new Patreon page. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way for people to support creators with a monthly subscription. Becoming a Patreon supporter can even come with a few perks, like early access to new episodes and getting special shout outs on the podcast. I've recently started working part time at my job so I can focus more time and energy on the podcast and YouTube channel. So any support would be massively appreciated and it helps me towards my hope of making this my full time job someday. So if you want to help support me in that, please head over to patreon.com slash hoop theory. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash hoop theory. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome to the James Worthy episode of the Hoop Theory Podcast, aka episode 42. My name is Logan Wortman, and joining me as always is my good friend Jacob Roth. Jacob, how's it going? It's going good. Just just going great. Yeah, you're, you're wearing that Al Horford jersey in, in honor 42. of 42. We found it on purpose, mm-hmm. so that's good. Yeah, we just, right before we got on here, we had a long discussion about who we were going to use for 42. We had some, you know, honorable mentions, but... We ultimately ended up going with big game James, James Worthy. So Nate Thurmond was brought up for all the, yeah. Yeah, that, Nate that, Thurmond, that. Kevin Love, Spencer Haywood. And then I said Al Horford more, not as a joke, but like just because I had to. It's my job. No, um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so for this episode, we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, draft stuff. I know you guys just, if you are faithful listeners, listen to about two hours worth of us sitting through. Uh, the, the NBA draft, just 16 picks though. So um, that's as far as we made it. But our first team, like, so, you know, our teams, for those who don't know, Celtics and, and Nuggets, the Celtics were the first one to pick at 25. But we're they we're ended supposed up, to be. Yeah. So they ended up trading that pick. It sounds like the the reason why is because they were really wanting uh, Omax Prosper, Olivier Maxence Prosper, which I love that nickname, by the way, that you can just call him Omax. Like that, like that's amazing. I hope that he like works out in the league, honestly, because I just I love a name like that. But he went at twenty four, so pick right before, and then uh, the the uh, Celtics. Wow, because on NBA.com it says it was the Grizzlies pick, but that was because it was originally the Grizzlies, then it was the Celtics, and then they traded it to the Pistons. But on yep. NBA.com it just shows Grizzlies to straight to the Pistons. Um, they ended up taking Marcus Sasser. And trading back for 31, I want to say. 31 in a future second. Yeah, and then you guys didn't use 31 either. You flipped that also. Back to 38 and then picked up two more seconds. So pretty yeah. much what happened is we traded away Marcus Smart and got five second-round picks in Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, and, you, the and one, Jordan Walsh. Yeah, Jordan Walsh is one of the picks that you used. In, but we, do, we do actually have him. Yeah. He is mm-hmm. a Celtic. Yep, Jordan Walsh from Arkansas. So yeah, yeah. That, that was the only pick you guys came away with, right? Yes, that's the only new name that will be a Celtic. Um, one thing though that I do think is interesting is Brad Stevens did an interview the next day and like broke down like how many of these blockbuster trades have you seen where it seems close, but then they, a team just throws in two second round picks. And not that those guys don't have value, but like 
he said, even when I was a coach, he like in the interview, he said it that he was like, I just looked at second round guys as like, a, it'll be some time. They'll have to grow. They'll have to feed. It'll it'll take a lot. But the asset that can be a second round pick from the present, the GM side of things now, I'm paraphrasing for him, obviously. But he said they're extremely valuable. So he's like, we kind of stockpiled them. And it was a very Boston sports move. I don't remember the last time the Patriots didn't draft down or trade down on draft day. Like it literally felt like I was watching trade Bill back, Belichick trade back, trade down. Uh. Same. My brain. Yeah. Anyway, but like they always trade back and pick up seconds in the next year and barely ever pick in the first round. And mm-hmm. I just was like, this is just deja vu. It's literally what they do every single year. But, but then I it, guess that keeps you stockpiled for a year where you want to move up. You could theoretically put yes, stuff together. Or, and I think, I don't think they're done this off season. I don't think. Because Grant Williams is probably not going to be a Celtic if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. But him What's his and, contract? Or is he a free agent? It, it's, or? it's still getting decided. Like, is he a restricted free agent? Do you know? I believe it's restricted. Okay. I don't want to... Yeah, he has wait. a team... Yeah, he's a restricted free agent. Qualifying offer for... Oh, he 8. denied 5. the four-year $50 million before this past season. Oh, that was a... They offered him the four-year $50 million, Okay. And that's what he turned down. Yeah, That's so I'm range. guessing he probably won't end up staying. Well, I don't know. His 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 uh stock or his value might be quite a bit lower now than it was then. So um, yes, after his antics <laughs> throughout the the season this year, but yeah. So that's the Celtic stuff. Uh, Nuggets ended up taking three picks yet again, just like we did last year. So at 29, and you know. I mentioned this last episode, how I am trying to be like the shadow GM or ghost GM for the Nuggets. I'm keeping track of who I draft, keeping the receipts. You know, this is the second year in a row where I actually picked the same player that the Nuggets chose to take at 29, which was Julian Strother. Um, I didn't end up doing this for the second round picks like I, I did last year. But in the second round, there was Jalen Pickett at 32 from Penn State. Uh, Julian Strother's out of Gonzaga, by the way. And then at 37, we drafted Hunter Tyson from Clemson. So Hunter Tyson's the only one that I didn't really know. But Jalen Pickett, you know, he's like a really old school guard. Uh, I've heard a lot of comparisons to like Mark Jackson or Kyle Lowry. Like he's a he's a bigger guard. He plays like a big guard or a small big man sometimes. Uh, but he's like a really smart, heady playmaker. So I, I like that. Maybe him getting some time as a backup point guard, just us searching for, you know, some backup facilitating and ball handling will be necessary. So it could be an arms race between him and Colin Gillespie for that backup spot this NBA season. But the guy we got at 29, I feel like, you know, he could get the most time potentially. I don't know if any of these guys will be in the rotation. I would bet on them not being in the rotation this uh, upcoming season. But Julian Strother at least gives us some more depth at the 3 and D wing spot and emphasis on the three there. He's one of the better shooters in the draft. So definitely happy for that. That was the reason why I was definitely gravitated toward him. And then also we got another really good shooter at 37 with Hunter Tyson. Also, by the way, all three of these guys can shoot, which is great. I I love it when you can get like everybody on your team can shoot. Um so and everybody that we have under contract right now, I believe, can shoot because DeAndre Jordan is a free agent right now. But yeah, so love the Nuggets moves there, honestly. 
I'm really liking the second year now of Calvin Booth as the GM making those draft time decisions. But yeah, so overall, I thought it was a pretty good draft for the Nuggets. I don't know if you feel the same about the Celtics or not, if you're happy about what happened. Or, I'm okay with it. Like, I, yeah. there, there's no... I like the guy we went and got. He's a win-now type of prospect. He's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. He, like, can fit in and, and and play a role now, which I like that we're doing that type of thing, um, as opposed to this look way to the future because just because our window's, like, still wide open... Uh, doesn't mean we need to mess around with it all that much. And I mean, I'm just, I'm excited to see what the rest of the, the off season brings, because I feel like there's the, the team that we have now is not going to be a team we end up with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Very true. And people but, have been going into the like pick and roll with Porzingis and Celtics were one of the best guard halves of a pick and roll team in the NBA or the, Oh or really? The, the point part, you know, not the guard part. Ball the ball handler half they had, we had very good ball handlers in terms of efficiency in the pick and roll, but our bigs weren't as much, which if you look at the bigs that we have, like it kind of makes sense a little bit that like Rob Williams, if it's not like a, an oop dunk. Yeah. It's, he's strictly lob threat while Al's like strictly a pop, pop guy. threat. And mm-hmm. so Chris Stapps can do a little bit of both and that'll be, it just, it allows us to do a whole lot of uh, just kind of more dynamic around more dynamic mm-hmm. at the big spot. Still worried about how we're going to make the guard stuff work because Devin White, like... Derek White, that's the third Dang time. it! <laughs> Derek White. In my defense, on my Twitter feed, there is a video of football play. But that's not... It's, gosh dang it. Derek White um, <laughs> has had stretches where he's like him, and then he's had stretches where he's really not him and is almost unplayable. Mm-hmm. So I'm just worried about the consistency of that but uh, I don't know. I'd like to see like a like a Derek Rose fill in the Ooh. The, the gap that just because that's like a, a veteran guy gives us the grit part again, whatever you want to say. Another veteran presence can fill that point guard spot. Doesn't have to play all the time Mm-mm. with the Grant Williams money gone. You can give him what I feel like is going to be a market value for him. I don't think you're going to be like, oh, I need to get a good deal on him type of thing. Uh, and he's actually a point guard because all yeah. the people that like are the Celtics keep getting rumors around like the Bruce Brown rumor and listen, they're not they they can play point guard but they're not a point guard like Marcus Smart again yeah <laughs> but he, but I, but I would not. just like a point guard I haven't yeah. had a point guard point guard since like Rondo but Pritchard I think will step up and play a lot more I think that's part of the the future cooking plans um, because after he made that like kind of public request hey I'd I'd like to be playing somewhere else next year. Uh, that's when all of the momentum to move like Malcolm Brogdon started. Mm. So like he walked into Brad Stevens office and was like, it's me or Brogdon and Brad Stevens, I think picked Peyton Pritchard. Yeah. I guess that um, kind of makes sense for a long-term view, but oh, for, for a long-term view for a money view. Um, I'm also curious to see what we're going to hear when it comes to the injury, like, because there's still no confirmation on like what, in which injury it was that broke down the Clippers trade. Yeah. I'm not sure either if it's like an active injury or if it's like just, or if they just figured out who he was as a player. It's just weird to me that it got that far. No, I mean like his injury issues for projecting forward. Oh, he's probably not going to recover. Like he's not, his career won't last very much longer, basically that type of thing. And, And then the thing that I'm also very, um, 
Juby was a supplier. <laughs> what? Just the line of they figured out who he was as a player. Well, no, like <laughs> what he does on the court is great, but like he's never been a ride this guy for. I mean, and that's why I think he took less money in Boston is because he was fully aware of like I'm not a guy that can like I'd rather elongate my career and not play 30 minutes. A Has game. he taken less money? He took Did less he- money to go to Boston for sure. No, he was he had traded to Boston. He's still on the same contract he was with the Pacers. He's still getting paid like twenty two and a half million this this past year, at least, or this upcoming year. For some reason, I thought that the Celtics extended him right when he got there. Oh, maybe I don't know. I I assume if they did, then it is lower. It is much lower than in the twenties. It's probably. Oh, so no, no, I'm just crazy. I'm just delusional. So he, I'm. I don't know how much he probably has this last year left on his and a half deal. left and that's it. Yeah. For some reason I thought we gave him like the gave him an extension that was for less. So maybe that was just talks. Mhm. Anyway, but, but yeah, yeah. He, he came to Boston for less playing time, that's for sure. Yes. Um but yeah, so the other thing I wanted to mention from the draft though was you know Jet Howard was the surprise pick at 11, but the big thing, big surprise was Cam Whitmore falling. He fell all the way to 20th which is just nuts from like like two not even like two months ago he was on a lot of mocks at the five spot like getting drafted at fifth so it's kind of crazy that he fell all the way to 20th i still don't really know why so apparently it was a combination of the injuries that people kind of knew about but apparently he didn't have any good workouts none of his workouts were good this is all nba rumor mill there's not you know what i mean but it's Yeah, yeah um Apparently that like because teams that like didn't really look at him because they didn't think he'd be there. But the teams he did go like actually do stuff. His workouts were not great. Yeah. Kind of um, like the Brandon Miller thing, but it didn't end up hurting Brandon Miller. He still went second. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he had like the worst uh, workout ever with the Hornets. And that's why people think he was just intentionally trying to tank his stock because he didn't want to go to Charlotte. And that's why he was saying all that stuff about Jordan. And <laughs> that's also a Jordan thing to do. People were saying, like, I think you said it even during our podcast, like, that might be the worst way to actually get drafted by Michael Jordan. Yeah. Because he would be the guy that would be like, nah, get this child yeah. over here. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. He might take the, the challenge. But um, yeah, yeah. There's, but there's no real rumors or anything on Whitmore. It's just kind of uh, injuries was the thing that people kind of knew about, like, oh, how much do we need to care? But mm-hmm. he's also confused because on draft day, he's like, I'm healthy. I don't I don't know what's going on. Yeah, true. And also Jaime Hawkes Jr. ended up going to the Heat. That was a pretty good pick that we both liked. I don't think he ends up wearing a Heat jersey ever, maybe. He's a very Heat guy. But if Dame ends up in yeah. Miami, Jaime is not a Miami Heat. He's not a member of Heat culture. Probably not, I, w- I would assume, just because of the young assets you have to throw into a deal like that. Which he's not even that young. But the other thing, though, was I don't know if, if you kept watching the draft after we ended up. I kept our... it up on the side, but I was not like actively an active participant in watching. Yeah. So I was trying to watch it, but this was by far the worst draft broadcast I've ever tried to watch because once they got to the 20s, they stopped showing the picks. They just stopped covering the draft, really. They started just talking about the people who have been picked, like going into like a deeper dive 
on each guy and bringing them in and interviewing them. And there was no sort of anything showing you like, oh, this is somebody like who's picking right now and who are they selecting or anything. They didn't show anybody walking up on stage, getting drafted. They just That's crazy. completely stopped covering what was happening. It was insane. I was like, why am I watching this? I don't understand this. Why do I have to check Twitter and check like these websites to try to figure out if the Nuggets have picked yet and who they've selected? I'm trying to watch the draft on ESPN. Who is this for? I don't understand who this is for. <laughs> I also thought respectfully, which one did you watch? ESPN. Were you ESPN or ABCs? I couldn't find any other option on YouTube TV. Oh, well, that's but because it was, ESPN. It, yeah, that would make sense. Why YouTube? Because ABC, I think, only did the first round from what I understand. Because Stephen A was on that one. I but had anyway, Stephen A. Whatever Stephen A was on, that's what I had. I think he was on ABC, but I might be mixing him up. Anyway, I'll look it up and we'll get. The desk yeah, that, for ESPNs was terrible. I like JJ, but I guess but I didn't listen to it either because we were, around we were JJ, talking. But so, like, I saw clips after. They were just respectfully bad. Mm. Yeah, I didn't um, really see any I think of it was it. Monica McNutt told JJ Redick an average shooter during his time in the NBA. Oh, no. Mon- Monica McNutt is the, like, not sideline reporter, but that oh, sorry. Uh, it was um, Andrea Carter. Yeah. What? It, like, it, and the, she seems serious, too. I yeah. follow a page that's called Awful Announcing on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it was everywhere. It was literally just like, yeah, not I saw that, that clip, clip but just blunders from that broadcast were everywhere. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the only one I can really think of that I saw. Um, but I mean, there's been some really bad ones in the past, like the Kendrick Perkins not being able to say Moses Moody's name. <laughs> but that one was great. No, it just it's just crazy to me the difference between the NFL and NBA drafts. I get the NFL is a multiple day event. But the NFL has five more rounds. Mm -hmm. And like the NFL, I feel like even does like a little bit of a better job on like making each guy still have a pick. Like, and this was the worst year, like you said, but no, I was almost, we talked about like how like the NBA draft has been ruined by the Twitter getting beat out by Twitter and the spam and everything like that. Yeah. But, uh, I didn't watch really. It was just in the background passively. So it was perfect for what I was doing because I was like looked over and it would like finally give a name of like, okay, cool. Go back to what I was doing. But it was yeah, in the twenties. They wouldn't ever, sh- it would just be every once in a while. They would scroll showing you the picks that have been taken since the last time they've told you, but it was no like right now, here is the pick. Like this is the team that is picking and this is who they are selecting. Like there was no timer. Like it, f- it feels like it's very simple to just have a graphic like that up on the screen at all times when you're covering the draft. But I guess not <laughs> because they that's, I don't know. They didn't do that. And I was, that was the first time I've ever like just stopped watching the draft because I was like, what is the point of like, why am I even watching this at this point? that I'm getting nothing out of this other than just kind of watching some interviews from Anthony black and, and some other people listening to Grady Dick talk about wanting to be friends with Drake and <laughs> and stuff like that. But also <laughs> fat Joe came on the rapper, fat Joe came on with Stephen a and wow. uh, he gave the great line that uh, in the draft, he, he likes Dick from Kansas. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah. So anyways, that's the draft, really. I don't think we need to spend any, any more time on that. Uh, moving on into what else we have today. Uh, Jacob mentioned right before we started recording that he wanted to talk about the Sixers delusion. Um, what else but- do you call it? Respectfully, that's delusional. Mm-hmm. Like how it's the value that they put on Tobias Harris for all those that don't understand um, like what is going on. Mm-hmm. So the one that I saw that this isn't as delusional, but apparently this is total BS. The Sixers never considered this. It was a three-team trade. The Mavericks got DeAndre Ayton. The Suns got Tobias Harris. And the 76ers would get Christian Wood on a sign-in trade for three years, Maxi Kleba or Reggie Bullock. One of the two, it'd be either or. And then some draft capital. Is there a world where the Sixers wouldn't want, like, more bodies for Tobias Harris? Right? What? what? So I just I'm just confused how, like, the Sixers were the ones that didn't like this trade. They send out all they send out is Tobias Harris, oh. and in return they get Christian Wood, Maxi Kleba, or Which Reggie. I, I I don't know. For some teams, I would argue I would rather have Christian Wood than Tobias Harris. Straight up, straight up, just yeah. straight up. For some on top teams. of getting, for being a humble third member of the Triple Dirks, Maxi Kleba has turned into a pretty decent basketball player. Not yeah. insane, but like he's a net positive. And then oh, yeah. Reggie no. Bullock, either yeah, or, whichever good, good one they got. Shooter, yeah. If they would have got the both both the bigs, I guess I see just like the stylistic fit of like you have Embiid and then you're adding two more bigs that like, you know. Hasn't stopped Embiid, him before. What do you mean? I would say like the when they got like, they had Andre Drummond, Dwight Howard, and Joel Embiid. Oh, yeah. On the well, same team. They need to have a backup. But- which like, I think Paul Reed has kind of been yes. put in. And he's done a very now. good job of it for the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if they really need to go get a Christian Wood and a Maxi Kleba because I don't know if they want to. Because if they do that, then they're going to be rolling out consistently double big lineups, you know. Um, and I don't know if that's what Duramori really wants. So then, but apparently before the draft, the asking prices or the, what the Sixers were asking for Tobias Harris was crazy. Yeah. Like multiple first round picks and like a fringe all-star type of player. Which is weird because that That's is what, like, at, that is the max of what Tobias Harris is already <laughs> is a fringe all-star like at his best, that is what he is. And I, and I don't know what's real or what's not. Like I don't know, but I'm just like, that's crazy. So I would like, I would like to get somebody who is as good, equally as good as Tobias Harris back, and I would also like some draft picks on top of that, first rounders. Like that is that is basically what they're asking for. And I get that Daryl Morey has always been a very like I've got to win the trade, and it can't be a question. Like that's yeah. he's been and, very. And he always has done this where he his asking price is is astronomically higher than he knows that anybody will say yes to. But that's just his bargaining tactic. He just does it. Mm -hmm. If I start at a zillion, getting down to a million is not that bad. Yeah. But I have to start just so disgustingly high that it's delusional. Mm -hmm. I I just didn't have another word to put on it. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. And. 
So I don't think that that, unless something dramatically changes, um, it sounds like James Harden's kind of happy-ish or fine with what's going on. He might, uh, yeah, he, it sounds like he's coming back to the Sixers from um, everything I've so, heard recently. I don't know if we'll see a whole lot of movement when it comes to Philadelphia, but uh, in terms of what the roster looks like, I don't know if a whole lot changes. But I just it, that was just crazy to me. The whole value that the I don't know. I don't even know. You're probably right. They probably didn't think they had this like, oh, we've got this guy that we're going to get crazy value for. But that it just was such an insane amount that I was not prepared for. Like, wait, yeah. did I misread that? I was also a little Multiple. confused by the Suns wanting Tobias Harris. I, I know they're trying to get. DeAndre Ayton gone, like they're trying to get rid but of him. For more, like the Sixers, not not near as bad. The Suns are the hyper version of we have four guys or three guys we feel great about. The rest of the team either isn't even under contract yet, they don't exist yet, or they just need bodies that are like. So if I'm the Suns, I'm going to try to get like two role players for DeAndre Ayton, or maybe even three. Like you're just mm-hmm. going to go and try to get volume instead of or quantity instead of quality because you've already got the quality on your roster. So trading for another piece of like Tobias Harris is a fine basketball player, but not what you need in a in a weird spot that he's like this three four. Yeah, yeah, just the positional. You already fit have is weird. this weird problem of having three guys that play the two to the four, not. Exactly, but like Katie's gonna have to yeah. play the four form, which is fine. But like, yeah, D book's not running the four, but it's just this weird thing where everyone's it. I just could see that being a problem. And then also, mm-hmm. shout out to Tobias Harris's dad for um saying that the Sixers aren't using his son like the like the assassin scorer he is. Assassin score, I mean, he's a good, he's, sure a solid, he's a solid score, but I mean, that is like his main strength for sure. Is like rhythm Personally, scoring. I don't think so. It's also his son. That's fine. Personally, I don't think so. The reason I say that is Tobias is an assassin scorer. They can't stop him. Nobody what is the personally? I don't think so. What, what is he responding oh, to? Oh, sorry. Michael Barr said, I'm probably going to get in trouble with the 76ers in the league here. Do they use the son the way, the, your son the way they should? Oh. And then his dad says, Personally, I don't think so. The reason I say that, well, Tobias is an assassin scorer. I mean, they can't stop him. Nobody in the league can stop him. He's so he's so he's proven that over his career, even when he was with the Clippers, he was an assassin scorer. Traded him to the Sixers. Ever since then, the Sixers they just put him in the corner because they want the ball in jo- Joel Embiid's <laughs> hands most of the time, which is understandable. Uh, um, league MVP, yeah, imagine that. Yeah, I mean it's Tobias. I mean he's he's gotten better. Last year for okay, I found that the, role, there was catching one, and shooting. This is what it was. The Cavs were told that they would need to give up Jarrett Allen, Evan Mobley, and a draft pick for Tobias Harris. Oh yeah, that's the one I saw too. That I was like, okay, I was like, I knew that there was something crazy. Yeah, that was the insane one. The Jarrett that, Allen, Evan that Mobley, had actual assets attached to it. That's yeah. what it was. So two players oh, that I would to rather. The <laughs> Why yeah. are like they're just doing it again? Yep. Two players that I would rather have like I would rather have Evan Mobley. Everyone, not a person in this world would tell you that they would rather have Tobias Harris than Evan Mobley by itself. If they do, they've never watched basketball. Like I, actually haven't. Yeah. And I would like, say at how least, people on TikTok think we are. Like that's how crazy delusional you have to be. And how at least 
of basketball people would take Jarrett Allen over Tobias Harris. Yeah, depending on what you need, but like yeah, depending on is... the team. Like I think there's a lot of people that would rather have that piece on their team. So you're asking for both of them and a first round pick, right? That was the trade. Yeah. So what's also weird is I feel like, you know, like let's say it's let's say they're even and it just depends on what you need when it comes to Jarrett Allen and Tobias Harris. Like let's say they're in a perfect world, they're dead even value wise, and you just want to fit your squad better. The Sixers are on the side that wants Tobias Harris instead of Jarrett Allen mm-hmm. because of what they already have. Yeah. Exactly. Positionally. Uh, yeah, and it's just a like roll walks. It's just wild. I think that's kind of what he's factoring into that, though, I guess, is like saying that, yeah, maybe these guys are better, but they fit our team less. So we don't want like their value to us is diminished and therefore it's equal to Tobias Harris, <laughs> you know, but that is that's some crazy that is a, math. That is astrology <laughs> math. Astrology yeah. math right there. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to people that do astrology. I respect the rent, but. Also, I went uh, garage sailing. I forgot to say this before we started. You went I got what? a new cup. I went. We saw. We went to a bunch of garage sales in. Oh, garage sailing this weekend. Mm-hmm. I can't really tell what it is. Oh, it's an it's an original Weight Watchers cup. Oh, <laughs> like from what, like nineteen nineties, probably. I have no idea, but looking at it, yeah, probably. Wow. When the mug is full, or when the when full mug holds four glasses or thirty two ounces. So <laughs> I'm going to take it to work. I think it's going to be my new cup at work. Nice. Nice. That, that'll that be good. Sorry to all the audio listeners. Um, okay. But... I'll describe it to them perfectly. It is, uh, you know, those Jerry cups, those like that, that cup that says like, there's like that uh, meme account, like uh, something Jerry. Is it Jerry. Jerry? Anyway. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's like that coloring kind of, but there's yellow. It just Google 1990s color palette and that's it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's 80s, 80s and the 90s. Could be. Yeah, I, I don't know. And there's like only women actually caricatures on the cup. One's riding a bike and two are walking. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So moving on from Tobias Harris, was there anything else we wanted to talk about other than the the changes to the awards and on BA for next season? Oh, um, finally, the positionalist thing. That's nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. I th- I get the like a lot of people's reaction to it was um, like Bill Simmons and and some other people like they didn't like it because it's getting rid of like the, the traditional you know five man lineup. Like you want your all NBA team to actually work as like a five five man lineup, which I agree with, and I think that the the correct answer of how they should do it is not that complicated and should be. Like they should have made it in between, you know, like, I don't think it's as black, black and white as people think it has to be where it's either, you know, you have to have two guards, two forwards and a center and like people only fit in one of those boxes, you know, like there's people just, you have to nail them down to one of those or the other option being completely positionless, just straight up the five best players, you know, like it's very simple to me at least to just kind of vote on it like as like your people make their their uh on nba team however they like to do it you know um mm-hmm. 
trying to do it positionally. Like they have guards forwards in the center and they, they have the freedom to put people where they want, you know, and it does like in terms of the voting, it doesn't matter where people put them positionally. It just matters how many first teams they got on, how many second teams they got on and so on and so forth. And then once you have everybody's total amount of votes, then you can put people into the slots that they're eligible for the, the highest person possible gets in here as you know, the highest per the person with the most votes. Um, where is he eligible to be placed at? Is he guard and forward? Fantasy basketball literally does this like yeah. every, so, I, and I, I, yeah, it's just like, do they can be put at multiple positions? You know, like just take, even just take like, um, look at, I don't know, like if they need an official way to like regulate it, just look at the official rosters or like basketball reference at like the lineups used throughout the year and the different like positions they have played throughout the, the season. And you and need at, at least 30% played at a position or 40% or something like that. 40% of your usage has to be at a position. So you can't have some like, yeah, 40% well, would be a good number because then no. No, I just 30%. think if if they have any minutes logged at a position, they are eligible to be put in at that position, really. Maybe they have like a certain cutoff, but like the goal is to have them to to be it to be versatile. Like they can they can be the best five. either. Yeah. Yeah. Not best five, but still trying to keep the structure of like a team because like because if the best five players in the NBA, let's just say it's Giannis, Embiid, Jokic. We'll pretend in a crazy All world that those guys should be on the first team, probably. And if yes, but no, I'm saying let's say Evan Mobley turns into an animal next year, just to make the argument of the worst case scenario, where there's a world where the five best players in the NBA happen to all be fours or fives. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That won't happen. That's not real life. But like, just thinking of the nightmare scenario, how would you approach that one? Would you just be like? Jokic, I guess, kind of plays point guard sometimes. Well, I guess it's, it's just it, I, if there's a not a guard that's even close to being as good as you mm -hmm. know one of the uh, one of the five big guys, then I guess maybe if yeah you can try to uh, position it where like some of the big men that have more guard skills, like I don't know, I I just feel like there should be I some positionality the to are it. Quote unquote. I think that's the scenario that people are quote unquote scared about. Not that that with the ever position happen. list. Yes, or, with the position list. Yeah, and I agree with that. That's why I don't think it should be straight up position list. I think there should be some positionality to it because I don't know. Like I, I shouldn't say I don't think it should be position list. I just understand people's concern with it. You know what I mean? I understand people who will want it to be still positional. I also understand if we just did like the best five players that that would work too. I don't really care, I guess overall. Well, no, it's, it's literally just because Jokic and Embiid are not on both on first team all NBA and they yeah. should be the past okay. four years, five, think, three years. I think this is the best way to put it. If you had to make a starting five, just like you make a starting five to play basketball and be the best mm -hmm. team possible with the current players in the NBA, you would probably have, and beat at the and, five, Jokic at the four. Yeah, some combination of that. And Giannis at the three, I guess. And then um, Marcus Smart at the one and Jason Tatum at the two. I would say Stephen Curry at the one. <laughs> and um, 
maybe Luca or Jason no, Tatum. Luca wouldn't work with that team. Well, okay. Oh, I sorry. Guess. Just skill. Yes. Sorry, I I got yeah, into like. The I, I guess I phrased it wrong then, but I guess because yeah, the skill part when when you're trying to build a team, like you have to take in like the talents or whatever. Yeah. But also, it should just be like it should work positionally, but you don't need to think about it skill wise. I guess that's a kind of a hard thing, a hard no, exercise to put yourself I was being, into. Uh, facetious. <laughs> No, but uh, so yeah, it, it isn't. I don't think there's like a clear answer for it. But this at the same time, I just I feel like it's not as complicated as people think it needs to be. If you're trying to make it positional, like you can. Is it LeBron? What is LeBron? At that two? No. No, I think it's. I think I would take Durant before I would take LeBron. I would take oh, Booker maybe. Okay. I would oh, take... Booker would be a good one. Mm-hmm. I'd take Luca or before it, I would take LeBron. Is it Marcus Smart for the defense? <laughs> no, he's going to be anyway. playing. He's going to be playing point guard this year with Jaw. Only out. for twenty five games. Yeah. M- well, most likely. Also, while let's since we touched on Jaw a little bit, um, the Grizzlies GM we're just like yeah, twenty five games is probably about right. What do you mean the Grizzlies GM said that Zach Kleiman? Yeah was like i i thought he said oh no but he challenges now what the heck oh he challenged jaw no he like had a quote and was like 25 games is probably the correct suspension that's just a weird oh. thing to put out there i think it was the gm well i don't know did he just like float that out there or did somebody ask him in an interview or something because i feel like, those are different. like a political answer how is that not a political answer that's like He's di- being diplomatic to, toward the league. He's not criticizing the league. Toward the league. My more thing is, I just feel like it would have been like, a, that's just the league's decision and that's what they went. Like, I feel like you would go uh, like a more a player diplomatic than a league diplomatic. Well, I guess I don't really see how that's like being. It's not. not it's just, just interesting to me. I feel like mm. if I was in that seat, I probably wouldn't have been like, league got it right. Jaw deserved 25 games. What if you did think that? Uh, that might be his opinion. I don't know. Well, no, and I'm sure it is, but I just would be like, that's just a decision the league made, and we're going to do our best as a as a team to make it through the 25 and be ready for when Jaw comes back. Yeah, I mean, the team, they're, they're the ones who suspended him the first time. You know, mm-hmm. they, so, like, they, I think they care about it too. They're also, like, think he should be suspended. So I guess it's not like surprising to hear that, but. And I also wonder how long that they've known it's going to be 25 games. Yeah. I wonder that too. Because the NBA, which I did like was like, we're going to wait until after the finals to do anything with John. And that was like, because somebody asked and, and it might've been Adam Silver, honestly. And they he just was like, we're just going to wait till after the finals. Yeah. He came on TV multiple times to tell, to say that. And it was like that, I agree that I understand like the waiting till after, but the making such a big show about that, the fact that they're waiting till after makes more people like makes people talk about it more than if they were to just tell people right away. You know what I mean? Like it, it was more of a distraction because of how Adam Silver came on like the TNT panel and like had another press conference where he was just like, uh, 
as soon as the season is over, we're going to be announcing the John Morant thing, but we're not going to do it until the season is over. Like, it's just kind of like, it makes people all like talk about it and, and, uh, speculate, you know, what the punishment's going to be. So it wasn't that big of a distraction. You know, it's not that crazy. Like, it's not like people can't pay attention to that and the finals at the same time, you know, but it, According, like, also, the thing that confuses me with the second one is he's being dumb, but it's not illegal. I've heard that we don't the the information that the public has isn't everything that the league has. Oh well, yeah, but, so I don't know if there if there is a violation. And maybe there's something with like NBA player rules and laws and things of of those. Because so, well, they have different rules. It's definitely make- against the NBA's rules. Yes. What he did was oh. violated NBA policy. I know that's what he did with the first one because you can't like have a fire your own personal firearm on the road or something like that. Yeah. Like you can't bring it with you to NBA's sanctioned event or some weird. Um, but also what crappy friends John Morant has. Yeah. Like use your phone, brother. Mm-hmm. One going on Instagram live, I don't get that. I don't get the, the the vibe, but then he's like, and he, the second he was like, "Oops," I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, no." Anyway, I don't know. He, yeah, it, it, especially after the first one happened. Just how about how about uh, make sure whenever you're open up your Instagram live, maybe just make <laughs> sure there's no firearms around or no like you know. And you don't even have to change how you live. Just only when you're on Instagram live. Yeah. Just don't broadcast it to the world. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Because um, he, he he said he wasn't going to, like, like uh, fight it at all. He was just going to go with the 25 and that will be it. Right? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, he released an apology and oh, sounds okay. like he's remorseful. Well, I doubt he wrote it, but what if a chat GPT did? That'd be crazy. That's what people think he did on the first one. Cause like somebody wrote, like somebody typed in like how, uh, to chat, chat GPT, like write me an apology. That sounds like, you know, wrote this prompt for it. And it gave like word for word, the same exact. But that's apology. not how AI works. It wouldn't give you the same one again. Chat GPT, if I mean, it could give you very similar results because it has the same learning database. Yes. And also, if it was his PR team, because it probably was. If somebody at the PR firm is just hitting up Chat GPT, that's it. That ain't on job. That ain't on job at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Also, if it was just, I mean, it's just like a generic apology. So, uh, you know. You probably don't need to type it uh, that prompt into chat GPT that many times to get a result that's pretty close. close. Yeah. Um, So then there's probably multiple people out there doing that. One thing that I also so we never really done this. But one thing that I thought would be interesting is using the power of the Internet to give more content for folks. I've found five realistic trades after the draft. Okay. Would you want to look at those or would you want to skip that and do something else? I, I, I'm okay with looking at that. But how about uh, 
I can't remember where we're at in our conversation. Yeah, sorry. So that's well, why. Like, we just finished the All-NBA stuff, but we can touch on the other thing with this, which is the minimum games required, games played required for awards now. I was looking, so I think, to find earlier. I think it's 65, I want to say. Yes. 65 games required for, um, like, All-NBA, for MVP, Rookie of the Year, all those things, um, which I think is a good change. I do like that to be honest, because I, the reason why I like it is because in the past we've always like, it's always been this like completely unknown variable or arbitrary thing that it's like people I've always, it's always bothered me that people act like they know exactly how much to weigh games played. Like to me, I've never known how to weigh that variable. You know what I mean? Like this guy had a great season. This guy also had a great season, but this guy played 10 more games. How much should that matter? I don't know. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I just like that. It's you're, you're eliminating games played as a variable because it's, if you're eligible, then who cares? You know what I mean? Like you have two MVP candidates, both of them are over 65 games. And so therefore you're just comparing their seasons regardless of how many games they've played because you're like that you're eliminating that from the conversation. I just like that having that freedom to um, think about it more just like straight up, you know, their seasons comparing them as players makes it less messy in my opinion, but you had some, some opinions on this, didn't you? I'm trying to, I, I'm struggling to find because something that I've seen a couple people bring up the argument of, it'll make the like, load management just blaringly obvious worse than it ever like instead of guys just not playing a game they'll go in foul immediately or record a stat and then go sit like drew holiday did like drew holiday did to keep the streak of like how games played in a row or something like that or mccall bridges Bridges has done that multiple times yeah Yeah. because that's all you just have to for those who don't know mccall bridges is one of i think he's the only player in the league right now that's played as many years as he has that has never not played a game. So he's played every single game in his NBA career. And apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, but 92 consecutive. Yeah. But apparently people say that the narrative is at least around him that he hasn't missed a game going all the way back to grade school, like elementary school basketball. He's never missed a, a game with injury or sickness or anything. All the way through he, college, high school, everything. He also got to play the 83 games this year with the Nets because he had the trade. and. Yep, so he got to play an additional game. Yeah. But, um, well, yeah, so that's pretty crazy. But, yeah, he had a couple games this year because he was injured where he didn't. they didn't want him to lose that streak, so he just checked in for a few minutes. But... Um, it wasn't even a few minutes. He... Like started, fouled, and then left. Was it that? Was it that short? It was it, like Sixers won the tip. He like hugged and then went off the court. Yeah, so it was like two seconds, two four game clock seconds. Yeah. Yep. Tip was one. Bridges ran over and just fouled Shake Milton. That was it. <laughs> yeah. And um, he just walked off the court. Anyway, which is fine. But I just could see us seeing that happen with Kawhi or with, I guess, my. That's also, is that going to be Kawhi's legacy? Load management? 
Uh, yeah, probably. When, um, when you think back at like, oh yeah, like because that's the first name that pops in my brain when I think load management. Which for is, sure, yeah, no, yeah. That's just an interesting topic. Anyway, but uh, I think I, I think they could probably get around this pretty easily with um, just setting like a certain number of minutes requirement for like not in terms of like games played as a stat but like games played as it as it counts towards awards like what counts as a a game log so instead of it being games played should it be minutes no i just think it should be games played but in order to log it, it to be like eligible for a game to be logged as a game you played it has to be at least like i don't know a quarter like 12 like 10 12 minutes maybe even less than that so then that okay it would have to be less than that because there's role guys that would just never play an NBA game stat-wise then. Yeah, but you're or not really it, worried about those guys for All-NBA and for... Cause I, I said so you would have two separate games played Yes, stat. it's different It's different than just like a stat be of games played. Building it's, a new category. Because games played is like a stat that they track now. Yeah, I like I'm I'm saying it's not that. It's a It's just for the awards eligibility. Like... Being okay. able to say like, "Oh, how many awards games have you played?" You know that type of thing. But okay, um, like, okay, yeah, I'm tracking now. I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. They it, won't do that because that makes sense. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah. maybe it won't ever be that big of a deal. I just feel like that will become a problem. It could. And what's do? You, what was the number they set it to? 65. It was 65. Either either 60 or 65. Pretty sure it's 65. I wish I would have went and looked um, and figured out if that would have affected any of the recent years. Yes, it would have. Well, not the winner, but well, yes, it would have affected multiple all NBA guys last year. But um, Giannis, who got third in MVP and there's some people voting him for first in MVP, he wouldn't have been eligible because he played 64 games last year or 63, something like that. But, like, if that was a, ru- a rule in place, he probably wouldn't have played only 63. You know what I mean? Like, there's probably a few in there yeah. that were just straight-up load management that he probably wouldn't have sat out. Oh, players, I guess there is one. Players must be on the rule for 20 minutes in at least 65 games to be eligible 20 for minutes? honors. Inclu- 20 minutes for okay. 65 games. Yeah, that's good. I like that. There are protections protections against season-ending injuries, 62 games, near misses in minutes, two games of at least 15 minutes, and it, bad can you, faith. Can you start over the protections part you said? The, there are protections against season-ending injury. So if you have a season-ending injury and you've played 60, at least 62 games, you can – I don't oh. know why that counts, but Interesting. that would count. Uh, if your season gets ended early at the end only uh, – weird uh anyway near misses in minutes so if you have at least two of your 65 can be 15 minutes only and oh. bad faith circumstances is this that does real? not have a description what you're reading is this, this is the athletic okay Written i like shams yeah so this is a lot um, more detailed than I this is real i don't know how i didn't find this when i first googled it um the other changes in the new collective bargaining agreement include an increase in the non-taxpayer mid-level exception uh the cap room mid-level exception blah 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 there's also a new second round pick exception as the contract is able to start at the minimum salary of a third year nba player 
Uh, this is all CBA stuff. Oh, so this is a story on the CBA. Yeah. But then it added the... Well, the award stuff is in the CBA. That's where yeah. it's coming from. Um, and the All-NBA position list stuff. Uh, and now I have to log into my account. But I'm not going to do that. Sounds good. Um, so the it's on my phone, but I don't want to look through my phone for this article. Oh, yeah. Oh, because it's the athletics, so you have to yeah subscribe. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um. Well, I guess that solves that. Then I like that they have that in place. The twenty minutes per game. Um. Because yeah, it, it, that's all you're worried about for. Like it, all the only plays you're worried about are players that are going to be playing at least that because it you know their awards. I guess other than I don't know if that counts for all rookie. They might it might be a lower thing for all rookie maybe. The all rookie. They just said all NBA or all NBA honor. I guess all rookie would be an all NBA honor. Yeah. Because I I kind but of feel like a, a all rookie player could should be able to be eligible when he plays like 18 minutes a game on a really good team. You know. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so what I'm trying to figure out is what this bad faith circumstances means. Bad faith. Like, oh, they're not being faithful to the rule. Bad faith circumstances, like they are manipulating the rules. Like they're, they're they're not being faithful to how the league is wanting it to work. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm guessing that's kind of what it means. Like they're... But that's going to cause an uproar. Like, yeah, I just visualize this. Having that Next, as a rule yeah. just means, I, like, we are NBA the arbiter. Yeah, we are the arbiter of, of what that means. <laughs> it's kind of well, like no, the t- Title like, IX, how, title, how schools use Title IX to mean whatever they want it to. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's, like, one that's, sentence long. Yeah, that, like, yes, that's exactly what it is. But it's, like, that's scary because just visualize this. Let's say that this this NBA season – Exactly happens next year. Joel Embiid wins MVP, plays in 66 Six. games, mm-hmm. and they go, bad faith. LeBron's the MVP because he's the next eligible player in voting or something why, crazy. Why would they say bad faith? I pick faith? LeBron because that would be a name that no, people no, no. get all flustered. Why, why would they say bad faith? I'm, I'm asking. I'm just, they, just I'm call, saying, they just call like, him out on something. They just say it. They just say, you. I think they have to give check- a reason. It's the NBA. They're the arbiter. He checked out this number of times. Yeah. When they were a close game or something. I don't like, because that's what I mean. Bad faith. It's just terrible. But that, I don't know why the league would do that because if they, if they were, were to do something like that, that would be um, harmful only to the league. <laughs> like to get, you know, p- people's, uh, the approval rating of the league would go way down, which Adam Silver is like, more than any other GM oh, in sports cares a lot. Oh, it's more the other way. It's more the other way is what they're worried about. Is it team benching a guy? So he, like the Celtics benching Jalen Brown oh, if he was on the edge. way more sense because that <laughs> would incentivize teams to not, because they don't want their player to make all NBA because they, they would to have to pay the, him more money. Like So it is the flip side of like... That makes way more sense. That would definitely be an issue. <laughs> I, I don't know why my brain didn't do that until I started reading. D- duh. Like that... Guys that are close and you just be like... That's going to be hard to police though. I don't think it will be. 
to because, a certain because the extent. player will know the player will be like no i can play you know my team's telling me not to play well no or even if it's like a it'll just have to line up perfect like if a player, for example, we'll just use Jalen Brown because he was on the fringish this year. I don't know how many games he played, but let's say he's at 63 games. This is the year he'll need his contract. He's everything lines up perfect storm. He's at 63 games and we've got five games left. And let's say they're just all like hard games. We've got two games against the what? Anyway, I'm making this really too in depth for no reason. Yeah. But if the Celtics are like, oh, well, we're only going to have Jalen play. 18 minutes each game because we're resting him for the playoffs. Okay. But it's like hard games that matter for seeding. I see you're, you're, you're setting up, you're setting up a scenario that is like very obvious. Like you, you see how pe- there's a workarounds that are less obvious. Like that's not the they least obvious like way you can. Yeah. So they just do it way at the beginning of the year. Yeah, that's just, what I'm saying. It's going to be hard to police is it, like every the, time that you play a team that's not. Well, the, the thing is that like. It's I think it'd be too hard to hide. If you can do it and you can pull that off and hide it like that, because then it would be like it, whenever yeah. you play a team that's bad, you would just bench them because you, you couldn't reliably. Be like, okay, you need to miss only 20. I think what makes it harder for teams to do that is the the player being the, you know, he has interest uh, like opposed to, to, to get them. there. Yes. Like, so he's, he's like, if he can tell if the team is just trying to sit him out because they don't want him to reach the benchmark of games played. Yes. So that would create the, the issue. He He would be able to report that or, you know, whatever, but yeah. So that I think no. that's what kind of prevents it, probably. For sure. Because my thing was, like, if a team knows it's coming and tries, it would be so impossible to actually do that. And, like, because, like, let's say it's just, oh, there's a long stretch. Oh, we're playing, no disrespect, we're playing Washington. You're just not playing tonight. Even if you're 100% healthy. Like, early in the season, that's what just load management was. Yeah, is guys would just be like, I'm just not going to play. It doesn't really matter. We're playing Washington. We're not going to lose. Yeah, and maybe but then it adds maybe up and they, it just gets they, close they, at the end. I just don't know. Maybe it's a back to back. Maybe it's a like they have some tightness. That's like it's something that they probably wouldn't sit okay, out for so normally, but they will in that circumstance. Does a what? A, but my question is, would a player, if this is a back to back game, 14 and 15 in the season, does the player need to ring the bell? I feel fine. They're benching me now, or can he do it at the end of the year? And then like they know. just have to take his. <clears throat> I don't, don't know mean? if they would take that because I I doubt we see that stopping Pe- people sitting their yeah. best players on back to backs. I think that's still going to happen. Pretty com pretty often. It'll, not, no, it'll I'm be saying, less from often. A players from a player point, player perspective. Would I need to like do something with the NBA Players Association the day like that they oh they're benching me in this back this double in this back to back? I feel fine. I I don't I don't have any tightness. I feel uh, maybe, totally fine. Maybe you would. Docu- they have to do it at the moment or <clears throat> yeah, document it or document. could they do it at the end of the eighty two? I would That's think they would do- like. I would think they would try to document it so they would have. Some, like if they at, at the end of the season, if they miss the mark, if they say, oh, there's a couple games I missed, but 
I, it wasn't because I wanted to, it was because, you know, team doctors or team, you know, training staff was telling me I needed to for back to back or for minutes load or whatever. Then they might be like, okay, well then that's an excused, you know, circumstance or whatever, the bad faith circumstance. Um, mm-hmm. So it'd probably be something like that. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is this going to make the big push of like, well, players just go see other doctors. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because then that yeah, would cause like, if you, oh, if you really feel fine. And I think, I don't think that the NBA has this big of a problem as like people say. I don't think that doctors are like lying very often, if really ever anymore, because they know that the internet, they just, they don't have a job anymore. If it comes out that they were like sending guys out that can't play basketball. And I'm sure with a lot of the competitive drive that these NBA guys have, doctors are probably like, we need you to not play. Yeah, like, it you definitely need to stop. leans that way more so than the other way. Yeah. Other um, than if it's Kawhi. Kawhi is the only, just, only <laughs> example of where team doctors have always been like, you're probably cleared. And he's like, no, I know I'm not. And he has a doctor that's like, no, he's not, you know, and it's like, he's just always it been just like gets, that. But it just gets crazy when there's millions of dollars on the line. Mm-hmm. And that's when things just get wild, but that's just the NBA and that's just how it goes. But it'll be exciting overall. I think the new CBA will make the NBA weirdly feel like a very different, it's like you're playing 2k on a different set of sliders. It'll just be a very different, uh, not mm. the basketball itself, but everything behind it will feel wildly different. Yeah, with the aprons and the new mid-level exceptions yeah. and all that stuff. And the new the uh, the new midseason tournament next year is going to be interesting. I still don't like. I can't even imagine what it's going to look like, but I feel like it would be. It's going to be cool uh, to is, have something. Is it, you know, is it all thirty teams? I don't remember. I think you there's like pool play at the um, beginning of the year. Yeah, and then that's that creates like the seating, and I don't know if everybody makes it into that bracket or not. Uh, but it's a so single it, elimination and a uh, single elimination bracket, and the winner of it gets some sort of. I th- um oh every every player gets a million a million dollars. I want to say or that maybe plays ha- in it. Every player on the team that wins the game the wins the championship of it wins the tournament gets a million gets a million i think it's either a million or half a million something like that and then the way they worked it out apparently the only the teams that play in the finals will play 83 games instead of 82 yeah Mm -hmm. so does that mean the scheduling in the second half of the year is flexed so you still play the right opponents Uh, explain that so like in the nba you always play and I'm going to mess up the numbers. But Four you play in, in the West twice. Division. You play the East. If you're in the East, you play the West twice, home and away, every team. At least. Yes, at least. And then you play your in, is it three home, three away? So you play six total of in the other conference. five. In conference. You play in at division. least three. In division is four. So in division is at least four. So sometimes there's a team that you play five times, but it's at least four for in division, at least three for in conference, and at least two for whole league. And okay. the reason why some teams are you face more times is because that doesn't if you do all that, that doesn't add up to eighty two. There's some extra games that are spread out that randomly. Flex around and give us an extra Yeah. So you'll play some matchup type of game like the Nuggets. A lot of times will play like the Suns four times in a year, even though we're not in the same division. We're just in the same conference, Mm -hmm. but we'll play them four times, you know, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Scheduling is a wild, wild monster. 
but yeah. maybe that this this like extra game just just cuts into those wiggle room games and it won't be oh, that big yeah. of a deal and change really anything mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it does say that the team that win or that plays in the mid-season tournament final will play 83 games instead of the 82 yeah makes sense and then no what if they're in the play-in tournament you know then they got oh my nightmares <laughs> it's five hundred thousand. also 500,000. Okay. Yeah. Um Oh, it runs October through April. Oh, really? That's really long. Holy cow. Yeah, that's what I was like. No, that's just the, the regular season, October through April. Oh, the regular I can't read. The NBA season tournament is scheduled to start November and the end date is not official, but rumors are that they'll make the final four the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day games. Oh, yeah. I I think I heard that too. Yeah. Which that that would be good. Oh, no, in December before the NBA Christmas Day. Because well, that would be BS if your final four games were wherever and you have a back-to-back on Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day. That would be very not cash money. Yeah. To be Deuce Tatum when the Celtics win the uh, first inaugural NBA in-season tournament. <laughs> That's but true. But it looks like yeah. it. It sounds like the final four will probably be in Vegas, so that'll be fun. Of the mid-season tournament. It'll be a cool deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be interesting. Oh, like, so it's like a neutral site, yeah. Yep, That'd it'll be, be cool. a neutral site. Hmm. Oh, I guess I could just read the format. Each franchise will play a series of games that will determine the eight teams that advance to the knockout phase. Final four will likely pl- be played on neutral ground, possibly in Las Vegas. Hmm. What about when Vegas gets a team here in a few years? It sounds like they're playing at uh, CHI Health Arena in Omaha center of the country oh <laughs> just that's, that's gonna uh, be the uh I'm trying to think of like a site. big indoor venue that would be cool honestly i know that it's not a neutral site but playing at madison square garden that'd be pretty cool yeah there could uh, be like a, a rotating host city or whatever kind of like all-star team loses the finals the previous year lose <laughs> just like randomly <laughs> yeah oh you lost the finals here you go yeah. Or they built this in the middle of Kansas. This like just where's hold on. What what are you looking at? At the, at the basketball hall of fame. Oh, that's in New York. Though, yeah. I thought it was in Kansas. Why do I think it's in Kansas? I don't know. Oh, because the founder of basketball died in Kansas. Founder of basketball, like the creator the guy of the that sport? invented basketball, James, James Naismith. Naismith. Yeah. He's he died from in Kansas. He's from Canada. Montreal. So that's that's why there there's a lot of people that claim that basketball was invented in Canada, which it wasn't. The guy who created it was from Canada. Was, was from Can- Yeah, he was from Canada, but he did it in America. He in, lived in America. In Kansas. Was it in Kansas? In, in Lawrence, Kansas. While he was a person at the University of Kansas. Well, he was a person at the University of Kansas. Like I don't know a student, if it was an edu- like a, I don't know if it was an educator or student. That's why I said a person because yeah. I, I don't know which one. Yeah, makes sense. But anyway, oh, just kidding. He invented it in Massachusetts. What? what? Yeah, I was going to say. I thought it was East Coast. He was a physical uh, PE instructor at the YMCA International Trading School mm, in Springfield, Massachusetts. Is YMCA? Yeah, YMCA is where the ba- where basketball was invented. He wrote the official rule book and founded the University of Kansas basketball program. Oh. After he moved to the United States. Mm-hmm. He also never went to University of Kansas. 
he, he just went to the went University there. of Colorado. Yeah, but he just went to Kansas to he start basketball. He was also a bad head coach. Was fifty five and sixty. <laughs> what if he had bad players? He went to Kansas. But that was like the who knows how good they were then in eighteen. He literally invented the rules. Yeah, but he might not not have had the best players at the time. I don't know. Like, there's not guarantee that I feel he. Like that's that's fair. He just had a rough stretch early, but once he got cooking, he got cooking. Yeah, not really. His best season was seven and four, which was his first year. He did go twelve and seven, but I think mathematically, seven and four is better than twelve and seven. Yeah, right it is. Uh, and those are the well, only two winning seasons of his entire coaching career. He went three and four, four and eight, it's like five the same, and seven. It's very close. Twelve and seven is very close to seven and four because seven and four doubled as fourteen, fourteen and eight. Um, twelve and seven. Twelve and seven might be bad. And a fifty-seven percent wins. <laughs> okay, fifty-seven percent like, is the twelve and seven. It's four and seven. Four and seven four. Yeah, seven four. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Basketball hoop theory. That's just some theory. Yeah, right there. Uh, that's actually just facts. That's not theory. That's that's concrete information. Information. According to Wikipedia, but <laughs> concrete. Um yeah, so I guess this that'll be enough for this episode. We could probably do that other thing next episode. Uh, oh yeah. Uh the five what is it? Five realistic star trades after the 2023 draft. Hopefully nothing happens before we record our next article? episode. It Ooh. is an article on Bleacher Report written by Grant Hughes. Okay. You can't um, look at it, but the people can as a teaser mm-hmm. if they want to. But you can. I will not. Um, the other thing I was going to say, though, a chat GPT. I, I had this uh, as an off-season idea also because one time I was messing around on there and asked uh, – chat gpt for the consensus top 100 best basketball players of all time and it gave me a list and was it a good uh, list it wasn't bad was it wild was no. it like was there some names where you're like why I, I mean i had disagreements with some parts of it but like overall it was really good like it i was it was better than i was expecting it was like very sound and like accurate to like what most like basketball nerds would probably I say we could do that and be like give reasoning just add give reasons like yeah. after it it what, does, if, it it does, like, it, if you do stuff like that it'll like i'll ask who's the best who's the better player between this guy and this guy you know and it'll it'll like write a uh essay basically to respond it's interesting i've never messed with the ai anything but that's how it goes anyway that that i, I don't have anything else <laughs> do you nope i think we're good i just for realized this episode. what time it was that's why i was like very like yeah, that um, yeah, I I figured we'd probably want to wrap up here. Yeah, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Check out the Patreon. Check out the shorts. Uh, buy me a coffee. Do all that stuff. Uh, and stay happy. That's stay James healthy. Worthy. Yeah, James Worthy episode is in the books. Another one in the books. So next episode we got forty three, which I don't know off the top of my head who it's going to be. I know forty seven. Yep, Andre Karolinko. Um, I know forty four. Um, oh, I Pete don't Maravich. know. I don't know if Harry West. Huh? What number is Pete Maravich? Oh, that's is that a tough one? Is, is 
I just my brain went Jerry West forty four. Yeah, that makes sense. He's like the logo. Yeah. Uh, NBA forty three. Who wears forty three? Who is it? Probably not a lot oh, of people. Boy. Um, is there any Hall of Famers? I'm not seeing anyone with the asterisk claiming to be a Hall of Famer. What's the best name I see here? Oh, I've got it. It's it's disrespectful that we forgot about this man. You'll hear it at the start of the next episode. Okay. Um, I'll find out who that is after we close this off. So, but yeah, stay happy, stay healthy, and we will talk to you guys next episode. Peace!